and welcome to What About The Music, a podcast brought to you by Sai Stereo. Benice Chow is the head of integrated creative at Zambezi. With over 15 plus years working in the advertising and branding space, Benice has worked for clients in various industries, from new economy and gaming to food and automotive. She's worked in various mediums, from Super Bowl commercials, stunts, you name it, she's done it. And now on to the episode with your host, Beto Azut. Hi, Bernice. Hey, thanks for having me on today. Of course, my pleasure. Obviously, we're here to talk music. Uh, so thanks for, for coming on. I uh, would love to know more about how you started in the world of advertising and what led to you uh, to pursue a career in advertising and, and what do you do now? Yes, I could definitely go into that. I grew up in Cupertino, California. And for those with an iPhone, you would know that is where your iPhone comes from. So I grew up in the heart of Silicon Valley. I always had a huge interest in drawing. And so when the rise of computer happened, it kind of just was a natural translation that I took my passion for art onto the computer. And there was always that connection there for me. I was on paint. I was coding. I was making websites at a very young age. I think I was probably 12 on my very first website, just trying to create, you know, what the next technology creative, you know, would come to life and how that would manifest. And so when I got to high school, I was actually my junior year, I was offered a scholarship, one to Stanford to take classes and the other to go to Academy of Art of San Francisco. And, you know, needless to say, I really liked the art school path. And so that point, I just looked around for mentors. I found someone that actually had a career in advertising as well. And I was like, that career sounds really interesting. And so she went to Art Center College of Design in Pasadena. So I did too. She majored in graphic design. So I did too. And I just kind of just found my path through just the connections I made, the people I met, the person that I was introduced to, at a housewarming party, had a job at TBWA Shiat Day. He was the associate creative director of copy at the time. And so I was like, I would love an internship. You know, you work on great big brands. And, you know, at that time, they just made the visa spot. They had, you know, pedigree was big there, Pepsi. And so when I was introduced there for an internship, they actually looked at my book and I was really fortunate to get a freelance job. And this was when I was a senior in college. And so I just started and I kind of never left. I love the idea of always coming up with problem solving solutions and for cool brands. That's great. Yeah. And so I have a question for you. You did an internship uh, at Shiat LA, right? As an intern there, did you recall uh, touching music in any capacity over there? Absolutely. Music was always a big driver of all our campaigns. When I was there, I worked on PlayStation. So dating myself, this is the PlayStation Beyond launch. And a lot of that, that music that you bring in gives you that visceral emotional connection. So selecting the right piece of music was always very important. I'd like to say that you don't have to like really be a musician to connect with music. Everyone connects with music. So like overall, like even if you're a receptionist at an agency or if you are a production coordinator or an aspiring creative, you always are surrounded with music and you're always talking about it. Right. So it's always very important, no matter how much experience you have, everyone has a role to play. Absolutely. And what I'm seeing most recently is that a lot more of my clients are going into testing and they're going to testing with music and music plays a whole big part. I was just in a client meeting that they were like, the wrong piece of music can move a spot from an A to a D. And so 
finding that right piece of music is a huge exploration that starts really early that they will go in and test maybe two to three pieces just to kind of see how it changes the mood and how people are responding to it. Yeah. So talking about that, everyone has like a process. Um, every creative is different in their approach. Uh, there's no right or wrong approach. Uh, but curious, what's your process? Like whenever you're working on a pitch or you're starting uh, to create a brief for a campaign and you have to explore music, what's kind of like your go-to kind of like process to, to begin that exploratory phase? Well, it has to really match the picture and the tone that you're going for. What I see really resonate is because everyone gets ad fatigue that having an exciting piece of music always helps people watch the full 30. And so for me, I actually kind of go to Spotify first. I kind of just put in a genre and I kind of just sit there and I just kind of hear the different ways these beats come to life and how it makes me feel. And then I kind of go down that rabbit hole of genre to then find other pieces of music, whether if I have to move to stock or to license, um, that's kind of where I begin in my process. That's good. That's good. And so after, after you were a child, how has music influenced your career, right? As you go along, is there any, any highlight that you can share with us? Uh, any prominent campaign where music played a big role? Yes. Last year, I worked on a TikTok campaign. This is for Doritos. And this was a really fun process in which we actually worked with TikTok directly and worked with their artists to come up with a track. And to just, you know, we were able to actually really change where the music inflection was and kind of the different voices and be really brought into that process. And that song was basically, you know, the challenge song. So that's the music that everyone then put on their own piece to then participate in this challenge, which was, the, it was Doritos TikTok duet roulette, which is to market their Doritos roulette chips. And so people had to snack along to it. So it was actually a song that had a lot of tutorial built in. So that was really fun. That's fun. Um, and, and obviously TikTok is so important nowadays, a music platform as big as Spotify these days. Right. Um, and so when done right, brands can take advantage, uh, especially because of, you know, there's there's a whole virality effect that can come, especially with an artist. Every artist has, in a way, a, a TikTok profile. And if you're a brand, uh, you have spots there, you, you can tag the artist. And so your audience uh, becomes the, the artist's audience and vice versa, right? So it's such a big opportunity. We always have a saying no one goes to Spotify to listen to stock music. And, you know, like in TikTok, the audience of TikTok, they're very savvy. They're very smart. So like if you're on TikTok and you see a spot and if you have stock music, a lot of times an audience can see through that, that TikTok peeps can see through that and they can know if that's a real artist or not sometimes. So, you know, brands have to take advantage of, of that power. What do you think? I think it's pretty amazing that artists that are TikTok first can then go on the radio uh, I see it kind of working in reverse now where people can submit songs and then they kind of get found. So it's kind of interesting that you can kind of pressure test songs on this massive social media platform and then get used in a different way. So it's kind of like a very interesting inflection of a new entry point. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, you also have IG Reels, you have all these new platforms and it's a matter of making sure that, that you're doing something unique, something interesting and music plays a big role there for sure. You know, when, when you're creating a brief at the beginning or a pitch, are you thinking about uh, money and costs and, and or you're just thinking creatively and, and that doesn't even come to mind? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll have my production team deal with that later. 
Is that like, how, how does that work for you? Or are you sometimes cognizant of it? I would say both. There are some times where it's just like, let's just have the best creative and whatever can best support it at this point. Sometimes I'm looking for domain free. Like I know that, you know, it could be cheaper or we could do a cover of it. But, you know, the actual sheet music and the licensing of the actual song, even if you do do a cover, can get pretty expensive and you don't really know what that looks like until you go into negotiation. So definitely have done it both ways. You know, people think of of creative directors. Uh, they're not at all involved with budgets. They don't have anything to do with that. And so it, it's, it's an interesting perspective sometimes because like uh, everyone has to be sort of like aware uh, of like the situation of, of a campaign. And uh, I think that's important for sure. Well, there's always the, if the client really likes it, they might find extra budget. Yeah, that'll, th- there, there's always somewhere that you can find it from. Uh, and, and a lot of times those decisions can lead to great things. Uh, and we've seen that time and time again. So Bernice, you're now at Zimbizi. Talk to us a little bit more about you know, your work there and, and what are some of you know, the brands that you get to work with. So right now I am working on Google, Firestone Direct, which is part of Bridgestone. I'm working on L84, which is a play equity campaign. And I just won two other pieces of new business, actually three, uh, which I can't say the titles yet because we haven't officially announced. Yes, no, really excited. Uh, three for three. So excited. It's going to be a busy couple of months up ahead. Congratulations. A lot of times like you're working on pitches and a lot of it is to win a business, to win a brand. And so does music play a role in that? A lot of times, like you're, you're, it's just like for internal purposes, does music play a big role to, to kind of like navigate the point a lot of times? Yeah. So actually for two of the three new pieces of new business, we actually had to go into testing. So we had to go into testing against other companies. And so we had to produce kind of a junior spot of it, um, of an idea of a campaign. And I did put pretty recognizable tracks on there just to get through testing where people were like, really, it was had that familiarity to it, um, the warmness of that. And that did take it up a notch. And I do think that really helped with the testing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's that that recall that you get. Um, and a lot of times, like, it can work in your favor. And a lot of times it cannot like I've seen cases where you're watching uh, Netflix, Hulu, um, and then an ad comes up. And if it's a song that you've heard so, so, so many times, you maybe won't pay attention because like, We've all heard that that track, but if it's something that you've never heard before, oh wow, what is that? It it has that power again. It's it's just incredible. Completely. When we do look at songs, we do look for oversaturation. There are songs that you're just like, oh, that one again. Does every ad use that song? So we definitely try to avoid those specific songs, and then we also try to look at where these songs have been used before as well. Yeah, to know if there's any uh, overlap with any other brands uh, that might be in the same field, right? Uh, that's, that's definitely important. Basically, like one of the things that the overall themes that we're seeing here is, is everyone can agree that music is important. Everyone can agree that I think it's, it's a no brainer, but a lot of times we're forced to make certain decisions given, given sometimes a budget or given sometimes how quick we have to act. A lot of times you're working on a spot, uh, direction changes. You have two days to ship. What do we do now? Uh, so like those types of things can get in the way, right? Have there been cases where you just have to act super quick and what's kind of like your thought process there when you have to like act quick and, and, and look for other alternatives? Of course, it's all hands on deck, right? So everyone is, you know, pulling music. Sometimes we actually reach out to music houses and be like, hey, here's a music brief. Can you do a song dive for us? 
And so definitely it's like, when you have that crunch, we look for all avenues of finding that solution. Yeah. I mean, you try to prepare as best as you can for any given situation. Are there any other projects or, or current projects that you've, you've been excited about where music played a big role? I mean, I know you worked on, on a Nissan spot once and with an influencer, right? Fill me up, Buttercup. Yes, I actually worked on a spot with TJ Smith. Um, he is a big YouTube influencer. At that time, he had a very, I would say, viral video of the time of him seeing out of a car fill me up buttercup. And he would basically look over at someone else while driving and kind of turn up his music and have people sing with him. And we really love this idea of just this Pied Piper feeling of him bringing excitement with him on the road. And, you know, the car being the hero, because it was like a sing along road show. And so we did our version with this grabbing TJ and we actually licensed the next iteration of the song, which was Moni Moni. And we had him also spread the joy onto the road as well. So a great piece just really centered around music. Nissan was actually a big component of like finding tracks, finding musicians, really being a part of culture. And so they actually did a huge partnership with The Voice. And at this time, we were able to pick one of the judges and we actually got Adam Levine. And Adam Levine, we were like, okay, what can we do with him? And we really wanted to like, really do something that he would be really excited about. And kind of looking at his history, he was really into fast cars. And so we were like, oh, it'd be so great to do a challenge where he has to keep his composure while seeing one of his songs. So we asked Adam and his team, and Adam was really into this idea of being in a fast race car. Um, we had the Nissan GTR out there. And he was like, okay, this will be a really great place to debut my song. And so the whole time you can tell he was so excited. He was laughing and all the you know, visual expressions we have of him were completely authentic. So it was a great way to really debut a song in a big way and capture that excitement for this car, for this ride. And at that time, this was the biggest Nissan social video with the highest amount of views. I remember seeing comments and it was like, I love this video as much as my wife did. Um, so it was a great success. Wow. That's amazing. And it's, it's funny, like how you, you got to Adam Levine, you had other people in mind, right? And it was a process where trial by error in a way, sometimes when plan A doesn't work, you go to plan B and maybe plan B doesn't work. Plan C is kind of like the, the magic uh, option, right? Where, where, where things start working. That's a great campaign. Um, obviously, you, you have a lot of experience in the world of advertising. Uh, what advice would you give uh, to up and coming creatives, uh, up and coming art directors, copywriters that want to, you know, have a, a career in advertising, how best to approach music? You know, what, what kind of advice would you give? What tips to, to be successful? I would say stay tuned into what's current, what's trending, what you're seeing out there in advertising. I do think brands like Apple, they do such a great job surfacing new artists, new types of genres, and really, you know, pairing that to their script. And so making sure that music is an inclusive process in the concepting and the storytelling would really kind of just help. And it, you know, there's so many new, incredible artists that are constantly getting, you know, propping up in different new areas. You know, we talked about TikTok earlier, whether that's reels, whether, you know, however you're finding these music influences, I just say, just keep your ears up. That's great advice. If we go back to the internship that you had at Shite, uh, what are some of the things that you wish you knew then that you now know? That 
really lean into the strategy. I think that is something that it, while I've grown in my career, that is something that I've, you know, been really cognizant of, of like, Hey, you can get to a great idea a lot sooner. If you have the research, the sandbox, what would make your idea smart earlier, it'll save you a lot of time and to get to the good ideas faster. There's two questions that I want to ask you. One is what's the best thing about dealing with music? And the other one is what's the most frustrating thing about dealing with music? The best thing about dealing with music is when you can get a great song and people just hear it and it just brings that spot to the next level. There is such, you know, we talked about earlier, when you hear a song, it can really elevate your spot. And so when you can get that right pairing, it just feels good. And when you ship it out, you know, it's going to hit. That makes sense. You just know it's going to work. So I would say that's the best. The worst is I would say, you know, what I just talked about earlier when you're like, oh, this spot works so well. This is the perfect piece of music. And then we have to scrap it and then just try to find everything that can replace it. And nothing beats the first thing you had. I mean, sometimes, I mean, we see that unless music is the campaign, unless music is like the centerpiece of the campaign, sometimes music is the last thing on a campaign's line item or priority list, right? Why, why do you think that is? Like sometimes, like, like a lot of times you have situations where like, yeah, music is just background, right? And, and because it is background, um, it just gets pushed off to the side and, oh, let's just get something with a little bit of energy and, and that'll do. Like, why do you think that is? And is there anything that we can do to change that maybe? Or, or like, obviously there's, there's situations where that is not the case, where a lot of people always make the most of it of the opportunity to put music on a track, but what do you, why do you think that is where, where music is a little bit secondary sometimes? Well, for, you know, concepting, you really want to get to that territory. You want to get to that line. And so you're just kind of trying to figure out the idea. And then once you get an idea, then you can kind of attach the song. So depending on, you know, if the song is part of the idea or if it's like the idea first and the song is supplementary, because sometimes, you know, the song is a huge part and sometimes it is a secondary part to this and it's more of a bed. So I would say it's just the hierarchy. Like, are there any current projects or side projects that you're excited about that you're working on? Uh, it, this can be something at Zambezi or it can be outside of Zambezi's, you know, uh, some, some side projects that, that you're working on now that you're that you're excited about? Yes, I actually have a separate initiative. It's a nonprofit organization that I co-founded with Jessalyn Lamb. It is called Asians in Advertising. This was something that we co-created last March, you know, kind of in the height of the, you know, xenophobia towards Asians, especially East Asian women. Um, this was kind of a time in my career where I had a racial reckoning. I felt like growing up American, but being an Asian woman, I was always taught to assimilate. I never saw myself as different, but somehow I was different, right? But I always perceived myself like I can fit in, I can make this work. And it was kind of this moment where I was like, oh, you can't kind of think that way because there is kind of this bigger Asian hate happening where I do look different. I am different. And so because of this, you know, we started this organization that really wants to help elevate Asian Americans to what it is means to work in this country and kind of grow in your career. So we're really excited. We're a little over one year now. We have about 3,000 members globally. And, you know, we're also working on a book called The Visibility Mindset, How Asian American Leaders Create Opportunities and Push Past Barriers. That's going to be out in November, just because 
something that I thought was just an advertising issue, because that's my world, I realized, was it, you know, our community is only 48% from this world. And we actually get a lot of people from outside disciplines, like, you know, medical, tech, finance, real estate, who join our organization and kind of go to our, you know, virtual conferences. And so we just really wanted to collect all the strategies that we've learned throughout our career and share with others. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a great initiative. Super important. Um, Speaking a little bit about that, uh, I think uh, we're all human beings and that's the most important thing. Uh, yes, everyone has different backgrounds, but in the way like, you know, we're all the same and, and speak about music, right? Music is a language that everyone speaks, right? And it's, it's a universal language, right? And so we, we celebrate life with music, right? And, and a way to communicate. But uh, I, I love the initiative. I love what you're doing. And I think it's really important. So, you know, thanks for sharing that. Uh, and I wish you all the success with that because uh, it's very important. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, Bernice, thank you so much. Um, and it was a pleasure, you know, hearing more about your career, your thoughts on music uh, and thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you.